Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Michelle Burquist, stepping in as your host today for Barbara Eldridge, who's the host of Trendsetting Women. So I'm delighted um, to be your host, just stepping in, but we have a phenomenal trendsetting woman. Today, her name is Lenka Holman. She's the Certified Financial Educator with Wealthwave. So Lenka, say hello to all of our listeners and good morning. Good morning, everyone. And hello. Let's say that to our listeners. And hello. How are oh, we doing today? All right. I was waiting for your hello. Oh, my God. That's funny. Well, listen, I'm excited. You know, I love this topic, you know, financial decisions, financial impact. It's like how women can achieve more financial success building wealth, all of that through our association, and you are such an instrumental piece to that. I'm Just for our listeners to start things off, like, like how did you, you know, get to, in the abbreviated version of being a certified financial educator, because I love that title, how did you become one? Well, the very short version is I couldn't get a job with the career that I spent years and thousands of dollars to get, which was a optical physicist. And <laughs> like this economy, you think that you're going into a career that is going to set you up because at the time that I was doing that, uh, fiber optics was the the next wave and that didn't happen. So I went into a different direction. I went into the financial services world because somebody gave me the wise, wise, wise focus of what was it that you loved about the X that you were going into. And for me, it was I loved solving puzzles. I loved being, mm. to be able to put things together, and I just translated all of that into financial services, which might seem very different, but trust me, this is the puzzle. Well, and, and talk about the certified financial educator part, because that isn't for anybody that's in financial services, you know, in doing right. what you do. Um, this is something entirely different. I mean, you literally educate individuals, but I know your specialty is with women as well. Talk a little bit about... This isn't like they just you get a certificate. I mean, it's a you go through yeah. quite the process to become a certified financial educator. What what was that like? <laughs> and what does that kind of like mean in terms of, you know, being certified as a financial educator? Sure. Like how is that on the asset list for you? Well, in in truth, I went through all of the other um just pass a test and move on scenario. Uh, and it's alphabet soup on your business card. It really doesn't mean a whole lot other than you can pass a test. But I've been doing this for 20 years. And about 
10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, it was 2011, when I came to the understanding that people didn't want me to walk in and quickly give them an answer as to what they needed. They wanted to understand what was going on. So I was doing this organically for almost a decade, not quite, I was doing it for organically for about eight years before I went through a program, I forget how long it was, I think it was like a six month, maybe it was a four month program of how to educate, what to pay attention to, how to connect with people so that I understood what they were actually wanting. And then my whole business shifted. So what I was doing, you know, the unconscious competence became, oh, I actually know why this is connecting to people. And now I have a whole library of things at or uh, classes at my fingertips so that it, regardless of what somebody wants to know about so that they can start doing, I can actually go down that route and help them with it. And, you know, I'm curious, just for me, you know, I'm curious, George here, sitting here, stepping in for Barbara um, for the show, but, you know, as a certified financial educator, do you, I mean, have you seen in the 20 years you've been in business how education really helps with the financial impact that, women have under how they look at their wealth building and I mean is it really an education kind of thing talk a little bit about that like what have you seen you know with women specifically I mean because I you know I kind of always feel like oh we grew up you know you were educated but everybody comes from a different place so how how does education really fit into helping women build wealth I'm curious Well, let me put it this way. If you think about 120, 130 years ago, illiteracy was a thing. People would have to put an Mm -hmm. X on a piece of paper, and that was something that was just, okay, some people know this and some people don't. And those people who know how to read and write, they will just tell the people who don't know how to read and write what they're putting an X on. And that can be dangerous. And quite frankly, that's where we're at in financial. In this world, you have the bankers and the highfalutin with a bunch of letters and numbers after their, their titles telling the little person, hey, this is what's best for you. You have the YouTubers who are going out there, by the way, 90%, 90%, 99% of those have no degree, have no education, have no license, and have no business opening their mouth. Um, but they're telling people this is the perfect solution to everybody, and it's wrong. If somebody can understand why XYZ works, why my 401K is a good idea, then you know how to use it And then, flip side, if you know how to use it, you don't misuse it. So many times Mm, people think, I have a 401k, I'm good. Well, if you're only putting in $5 a month, that 401k is going to do nothing for you. If you're putting in $5 a month or $50 a month and you're putting it into something that has zero chance of growth, it's not going to work for you. And there's yeah, so no many truth. things of why it would work. So that's the education what, piece. What, you know, 
Well, and I, I know in doing this as long as you have, and we'll kind of get into kind of the values and, you know, how values and purpose affect, you know, at least for women, their financial decisions, you know, and maybe lack of education too, you know, because I see so many women that are business owners, they focus on the marketing and the, you know, the kind of what they do as services or selling the products, but they don't focus as much on the financial management of their business. You know, I mean, a lot do, but there are quite a few that don't because they're like, oh, I don't, I let somebody else do that. And I'm like, oh, you know, you need to know this. But what are maybe one or two things before we have to take a quick sponsor break and just recognize one of our sponsors, what are maybe one or two things that you see that women either, one, just aren't aware of as business women or women that you've worked with, or and then two, you know, maybe just what they struggle with the most. So what are they unaware of and what do they struggle with the most as you see it with financial, you know, knowledge or financial impact, let's put it. Twofold. On the personal side, what women struggle with the most is they generally see their family unit as their finances instead of seeing mm. themselves separate. And, you know, a lot of people go down the negative road of saying, hey, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's true. But what I like to point out is that if a woman is strong financially independently, she actually brings more to the marriage and the relationship, and it strengthens the relationship. And people never think about Mm -hmm. it in that way. And then business-wise, people are so busy making pies, to use the e-myth direction, that they forget (laughs) that they're trying to build a business for a reason. And the reason for the business isn't to make a pie. The business is the reason for the business is that you are providing a financial foundation for yourself and whoever you support. And when you look at it differently, then the growth of the business is not the end result. Love and it. that's something wow. that people hey, struggle. Well, you know, you have so much more in you because I wish this show was a lot longer, but maybe we can have you back a few times on this because I don't feel like we're going to go that deep. But I want to take a quick sponsor break, and when I come back, I'm I'm really curious for you to share before we get into some of these values and purpose and, and your financial decisions, is for you to maybe talk a little bit about your passion and your purpose for doing this because I know you have a really heart-centered way you – do this and why you do it, and I'd love for you to share that with our listeners. So hang on one quick second because we want to say thank you um, to one of our sponsors. And Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good, and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support. Microsoft and to all of our sponsors and partners. And I'm going to include Lenka Holman with WealthWave because you are one of our sponsors too. So um, back to our show kind of thing. But, you know, can you share with our listeners why, why are you 
in this business and this industry? I mean, what's your passion and purpose and why do you why do you do this? Why do you, you know, try to help women become financially wealthy and independently wealthy and in charge of their financial destiny? I think that women are the core of our values altogether as a society. It's not to diminish anyone who is not in that group. It is to say that that is something that once we are in touch and secure with what we're doing, we have the ability, we have the ability to do more, to follow our passions to really follow what we are intending instead of what society is telling us we should do. What we're doing is once we're stable, we can look around and say, hey, this project is important to me. I joined this business. I started down in this industry for one reason and one reason only. It was because I wanted something so that I could first and foremost be a mom, and then secondly, bring in the cash necessary so that I could feed my kids. Mm -hmm. And this was when anyone goes into why they're doing this before they go find the career that's going to do, do what they want to do, they connect to it. And I was able to do that. Now, I said 20 years ago, so my kids are no longer little. <laughs> and you're 29 still now, too, right? I just want to make sure. Uh-huh, Let's clear that yeah. up. I, I, I've counted backwards. That's, that's, the other, <laughs> that's the other education, how to count backwards once you get to a certain point. Um, but then you can actually translate. Now I'm no longer there supporting my kids. I've got a team of agents that I'm supporting. I've got my clients who as they go through things, I can put up a very neutral statement saying, hey, remember, this is what we said. I just spoke with one this morning, and it was about, hey, this is what you said you wanted out of it. Now stop getting distracted. Let's, let's really stay on path so that you get out of this what you wanted. And I get to mm, be that neutral nice. barometer. This is what you said. This is where we're at. And I can educate people to get to that point because the education is really the key. Yeah, I agree. And, and the empowerment. I mean, once you have the education, then it's about taking action and feeling like, oh, I have more knowledge so I can, I can do this. Because I see so many women that say they feel stupid about finance, finances. You know, I mean, maybe stupid is the wrong word, but they're just embarrassed because they don't know more maybe but don't want to admit that. And, you know, on, on our topic – you know, when we talk about how values affect people's financial goals, what do you see and how would you explain to our listeners about how values affect achieving financial goals? Absolutely. So one of the things that I have found time and time again is that I can put the most perfect plan on paper But if I make the mistake of not really helping somebody connect why they're doing something, they won't follow through. Because much of my industry is punitive. They say, stop going to Starbucks and you'll be a millionaire. Well, (laughs) you know what? It takes a lot of lattes 
before you become a millionaire if that's the only thing that you're doing. Um, I have, you know, techniques and ways that somebody can really connect to what's important to me. One of my favorite clients in the world, partly because she's so engaged in the education process, she gave me an idea that I have used for years now. What she literally does is when she has a specific goal of something that's really important to her, and for her it was uh, travel, every time she had a choice of whether or not she was going to spend a little extra out on, you know, have an extra margarita on a Saturday night, she would literally say, you know what, no, I want to go travel. And she would put that $15 aside, and she's like, I get to have three margaritas in Mexico. And when you connect <laughs> to what's important to you, it might seem silly, but then you actually keep going. It's too easy to lose track of, why the heck am I doing this? And mm-hmm. that, actually, that energy behind it makes a big difference. Let me give you a different example. So. Mm-hmm. When you take a look at traditional way of thinking, you say, if you want to live in San Diego, you need X amount of money to retire. That's just an oversimplification that makes people just completely disconnect. It's a number. It's a number on a balance sheet. It doesn't mean anything to them. I have individuals who say, for me, retirement means that I want to start a business. I want to actually make pies. We'll go back to that one. Or I want to bake cookies for my grandkids. And I, that means that I'm going to sell my mega mansion in La Jolla. And I am going to have a nice small condo because that's going to work better for me. Another person may say, I need to have a larger home because I want that to be where my 50 cousins can all come for Christmas. Whatever is important to an individual, whatever values they hold dearest, that's what's going to make a difference. Something as seemingly simple as do I buy a house or do I rent? Well, guess what? If you're in a career where you are going to be forced to be moving every few years, if you keep buying houses, you're never going to actually gain the equity. And those are the types of decisions of what are your values and what are your circumstances and does A and B match? And I say to you, thank you. Like, I mean this sincerely because there's so many people, let's just say those in the financial arena that just focus on, well, what are you shooting for for retirement? Like, like I know so many people that say, I don't want to retire. You know, but what you explained was really great that it's like based on what you see your future as life, you know, if you just want to be a person that doesn't worry about, you know, the financial house personally for yourself, that's different than somebody who is, their goal is to retire because that's so generic. I mean, it sounds like you really dial in with what, you know, it's just not lip service. I mean, you get into what are you really trying to achieve and the purpose you have for your life and then make that fit for people's financial decisions. I love that. I mean, were you going to say something else? Because I know I interjected because I was like, that's so awesome because most 
financial advisors just focus on, how, okay, when do you want to retire? Let's build it. Let's look at what you need to do, put you on the 60-40 plan, which we don't need to go into that. But it's just you make it more individual. I think you meet people where they are. So thoughts on that? You have that's what to. I, that's what I heard. You have, you have to make it individual. You have to connect it. My quote-unquote retirement, I would go absolutely that crazy if if you were to tell me tomorrow you have nothing to do. Yes, I would travel a whole lot and I would relax for a little bit. But if I don't have a purpose, I'm just going to be sitting around and just fully dying. I I see people who their big purpose is I go to Walmart once a day and I watch TV the rest of it, you know, the rest of the day or you know, there's only so much gardening a person can do, all of these other things, and they don't really think beyond that. For me, I see my, quote, retirement as a rhythm because I'll I'll go through bursts of where I do a ton of classes. This is when I'm 70, 80, 90 years old. I'll do a bunch of classes. I will go and I'll find somebody that I get to mentor, and then – I'll say, okay, I'm taking off two months. I need to relax. I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it'll give me more of a rhythm with crescendos of activity and just like a little bit of melody of so I can revive. And everybody, if you really think about it, is going to have a different answer. I don't want to diminish the person who wants to spend the night, time in the gardening. It's just not me. I know we're getting on a different level here, but how often do you find, because I think it's a tough question to know what kind of impact you want to make in life and the purpose you see for your future. Let me say that. And then relate that to financial decision, decisions. But how how hard do you find women have in answering that question? What are What is your purpose for the future? And you know, what do you see as your future so that we can make some better financial decisions? Do you find women have a, t- a, a tough time coming up with what that looks like? Because I, I would see that. I think women have a tough time coming up with that because they just think I want to be Absolutely. wealthy. Well, what does that mean? Yeah, how do you, no, how do you deal with and, that and digging down with your clients that way? The hmm. acknowledgement is that, first of all, about 50% of what women want is what they've been told they want. They have Ooh, been told wow. uh, that you have to procreate. I, I love my daughters. I wouldn't have done it any differently. But I also know incredible women, some of which who are I'm related to, who have decided I have a different purpose. I have something else that I really want to accomplish I want X Y and Z and I know that I would shortchange children I would shortchange my kids if I tried to do both and it doesn't matter what society tells you because you if you fall into that rut you're going to lose your passion and you're just going to be going through the motions and the minute we lose sight of that that's the day that we we just stopped really living and stopped striving and that's when my clients have found 
they're not even attached to, okay, I'm setting aside more money or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Okay, yeah, fine, we're doing this. Uh Uh-huh, okay. And it's a detachment. (laughs) But when you connect to what really matters to them, they're on fire. It might be the same physical action of putting X, Y, Z dollars aside, but they see getting closer to that goal that they ma- that matters to them, then they work. Because honestly, there's only four ways you can spend money. And people don't think about that. There's taxes. There's repayment of debt, the living expenses, and giving. Hmm. Everything else is Am margin. I- and you get to grow it for some other long-term goal. Wow. That's pretty powerful, i got to admit. I'm like, I, it, this is good. You know, have you ever had, and we only got a few minutes left, but has there been a client that has had, let's just call it a big, hairy, audacious goal for purpose and values around their financial decisions in the future? What, what's been one of the most amazing, like, future purposes you've experienced with a client? I know I'm throwing throwing this at you, but I'm just curious. There has to be some crazy ones that you went, huh, never heard that well, there, before. Has there been a crazy there one? Are, <laughs> there, there are, and to protect the innocent and guilty and all of that, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll respectfully decline, but uh, the reality of it is it doesn't matter how big, hairy, audacious the goal is. What matters is how much you're connected to because some there's one who wants to do something very alternative and it would take me way too long to explain it, but it's very cool for that person, for her. It's, it's not something that would in, entice me in any way, shape, or form, and it goes back to it doesn't matter what I like. Right. It doesn't matter what I'm connected with. I may say say it's a a big, hairy, audacious goal, and other people are saying, well, of course everybody would want that. It doesn't matter. It matters that whatever plan, whatever strategies, it's like your sponsor, Microsoft. That's just a tool. But until you know what you want that tool to accomplish for you, it's nothing. And when you get, get your head around, wow, this can really do this for me so I don't have to get out a calculator and do this or have post-it notes to keep track of things or whatever the it is. That tool will do this for me and get me to my goal. Done. You can focus on the goal instead of the tool. I think that just puts everything in such a different light. It's not about saving. It's not about investing. It's about you know, connecting your what you want in the future with how you're going to get there financially. I love that. We've we've only got a, a, literally like another minute left, and I know there's 10,000 things I want to ask you, but what's one? What's the one message you want to share with women just to put it out there to our listeners and just say, here's, you know, ladies on Women Lead Radio, here's what I'd like you to really get, you know, from my interview and, and what kind of message you want to give them. What do you want to put out there, Lenka? Unless you have people around you who are listening to what you really want, you won't get it. 
because everybody else will tear you away into what you should do, not what you want, not supporting you in getting what you want, what fires you up, what gets you out of bed in the morning. I do remember one phrase you always said, just from the early days of knowing you for over 15, about 15 years I've known you, and you would always say, shed the shoulds. I love that. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Because I think that's, that is what it is. We always think, oh, what should I do? And yet it's like, what can I do and what do I want to do? Where did shed the I shoulds got, come from? Because that's exactly what that was. I, I, perf- I personally got sick and tired of telling everybody telling me you should do this, you should do that. I got exhausted by running around doing what everybody telling me I should do. And then when I just like let go of it, all of a sudden I was like in another plane of calm because I wasn't running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I was focused. And all those other little distractions, I don't care. It's fine. It's good yeah. for somebody else, not me. All right. Love it. I need to have you back. I mean, Barbara needs to have you back, but I said, oh, well, we want you back on Women Lead Radio for more of this. So this was fabulous. Um, I know in case our listeners want to get a hold of you, we do have your um, WealthWave um, website address that's listed on the show page. But is there any other way you want to tell our listeners to connect with you if they want to reach out to you? It's pretty much there. Um, that is the best way to get a hold of me. My Calendly, just book a time so that uh, so that it can work, so we don't have to play telephone tag. Love it. I'm with you 100% on that. No email tag, no phone tag. Love it. Um, right. Okay, leave us with one more motivating thought, just something to uplift us, and that will be our show. Lanka, what's what's one more thing you can leave us with that's pretty powerful and empowering? Having a neutral person really do a review for you so that you can know what will work, it's going to take the stress off of you. It really will. Bam. Drop the mic. Love it. So thank you. I'm going to say thank you to you for being my leading lady today, but Barbara's guest. (laughs) Thanks for letting me step in. I want to say um, a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S., and internationally, as we are amazingly an international show for over 13 years. Um, for our listeners, after our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all the different subscription podcasts, but specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. It has been my absolute pleasure, Lenka to step in and be your host today. I want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Have an amazing rest of the week. And to those of you, like Linka said, go out, empower yourself, figure out what you want, and give her a buzz so you can make that happen. Have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where light-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.